and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about commercial property. Now, this is one of the topics that we have been asked about a whole lot on this show. Uh, everybody's been asking about commercial property. And so we thought we'd get run through the basics today, as well as talking through what's actually happening out there in the market. And uh, we did what I know a lot of you listening to the show love when we do, is we picked up the phone and we talked to three different people who are operating in the commercial market. We, we've talked to uh, somebody who owns commercial property uh, and is an active vendor. Uh, we've talked to somebody who is an investor and then we've also talked to a com- somebody who specialises in commercial real estate uh, uh, selling properties in that instance. Now what's really interesting about the commercial property market is that it is all based around yields. So commercial properties are primarily valued based upon the uh, a yield they get and the rent that comes in because it is completely investor driven as opposed to the residential market where you've got owner occupiers in there. And what's interesting is that if you have a worse tenant, if you've got uh, a tenant who you're a bit more worried about whether they can pay their rent or not, then that building is going to attract a higher yield and that building is going to have a lower capital value. So let's, let me give you a, a really simple example uh, of that before we dig into the, some more details. Let's say that you had a property and it normally would have a 10% yield and it currently earns $100,000. So 10% yield, it's worth a million dollars. You're getting 100K a year out of it. If you've, and we're just going to use really simple numbers now, if you've got a really bad tenant in there and you're worried about their ability to pay the rent, let's say that it's up to a 20% yield totally unrealistic, but it makes the numbers really simple for us. That means that the property now has a capital value of $500,000. Now, if you were able to able to replace that tenant with somebody who's really secure on a really long uh, tenancy, that and you were able to get that back to a 10% yield for the same $100,000, now the property's worth a million dollars again. So this is where you're able to create capital gain within the commercial market. It's it's a bit different to what you see in residential. Yeah, and a big part of that actually is the lease of the, le- uh, the sorry, the length of the lease. So if, if uh, maybe a, a 15 year lease was signed, uh, but it's only got two years to run, uh, that's going to make it a bit more of a challenge, particularly from a lending perspective, than something that's just been signed at a 15 year lease. And, and the bank will look at other things like whether or not there's a personal guarantee in place. Um, but yeah, certainly industries at the moment. So if you if you've got a um, if you've got a, t- a cafe in a building in Queenstown right now, you can bet your bottom dollar that lending might be somewhat of a challenge. Yes, you'd expect it to be higher yielding, and in which case you'd have quite low capital values. Now, let's just walk through an example, uh, this time of Christchurch. And so uh, I talked to, to one investor in this instance, and he was saying that, look, I'd expect to see 6% yields for really, really prime industrial land with a prime tenant. So that might be somebody who's uh, got a national business, quite a well-known business, uh, on a 5 to 10 year term lease. So really solid. So that would be a 6% really prime. So not a lot of room for movement there because you're already maxed out. Um, for a really prime city centre Christchurch uh, investment that say retail, say in the crossing or something, it might be 5%. But if you've got 
a, a, a less financially stable tenant, then it might be something like 7.5% for, for, for a tenant who's not as stable. And so let's just walk through the example that if you were investing in commercial property, how would you increase the value of your property by just changing tenant? So if you're getting 100k out of your industrial property out, uh, out in Addington, say, and you've got a tenant or you're, you're, you're selling it vacant, then you might value that based on a 7.5% yield. So 100K, 7.5% yield, that property is worth 1.33 million. Now, that might be something like a high stud warehouse that's on a, on a nice site and has less than 10% offer, something along those lines. Now, if you were able to buy that, and then get a really solid tenant, like we just described, national five to 10 year lease, really financially stable, then that might be revalued on a 6% yield. And on that, that same 100K that you're bringing out of the property, that property is now worth 1.66 mil. And it's really simple. You just take whatever the rent you're you're taking from that property and divide it by 0.06 in that case, which is 6%. That gives you that 1.66 mil. But Andrew, talk to us about some of the other investors that that we've been talking to within this market. What else are you seeing in Christchurch? And this time we're talking from somebody who owns lots of commercial property. Yes, yes. So this is actually a friend of mine, Johnny, who owns um, a number of buildings around the around the city, uh, including the Opus House. Uh, he actually owns the building that we reside in. Uh, very good building that, and very experienced landlord who's been involved. He was involved in the uh, largest commercial deal, I think, in in Canterbury, if not New Zealand, actually, I think it was. Um, so, so Johnny uh, Johnny's comments were that he he always looks for a, a five to seven percent yield across Canterbury, and generally it's about one to one and a half percent higher. Than, um, than Auckland, uh, where, where the market is a lot deeper there, um, and that he would kind of accept a, a, sorry, a 5% for a, for a good government or international tenant, something like a bank maybe, um, somewhere where there's a lot of leaks to that tenancy, um, whereas he'd look at more something like a 7% for a local tenant with an a, uh, or, or an average as-is, where, uh, whereas repaired buildings, so there's a lot of those properties, earthquake damaged buildings that have been repaired, where maybe you've just got a standard you know mum and dad operation working out out of it, and so there's not as much not as much grunt to the lease if you had to uh, go and challenge that afterwards because they hadn't paid their rent, uh, and and um, it's less about the quality of building for him and more about the quality of tenant. So actually, one of the things that Johnny will do will be he'll buy buildings where the leases are weak, and and you know he'll see those through to the end of their their expiry of their lease. He will often do a lot of cosmetic work to the building or strengthening work where needed, and then he'll find really good quality tenants like us uh, and and then get the value up so that he can rinse and repeat. Exactly. And that's how you start to increase that capital value within commercial properties. It's, 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 it is different than uh, residential. Now, also, I wanted to get a bit of insight about the Auckland market. So I, I know a guy, uh, Simon from Black House, uh, which is a very boutique real estate firm based in Auckland that specialises in commercial property. And and Simon is is a really, Simon Aldridge is his name, really smooth operator, actually sold uh, one of the, the most expensive commercial properties in uh, in Auckland. It was Takapuna. And he sold what the old North Shore City Council building for something like $80 million. It was a, a very, very big deal at the time. And his comments generally about the, the Auckland market just at the moment is that a lot of the smart money is sitting on it its hands at the moment. There's a sense from some investors in Auckland that COVID-19 hasn't really reached its bottom. It hasn't caused its full destruction yet. And so there are a lot of transactions are down at the moment because 
a lot of the smart buyers who are well capitalized are waiting for the bottom to fall out of the market. And also the smart uh, investors are probably sitting tight. Yes, yes. And vendors at the moment, on the other side, are really reluctant to sell because they're waiting out for higher prices. This is quite similar to what we saw with the Tony Alexander Ryan's uh, real estate study, uh, where where they they were seeing that a lot of investors are waiting for the bottom to fall out of the market in the residential market. And other on the other side, just people aren't selling. So his phrase, and I really liked this, is he said, there will be some pain sales rather than pleasure sales. So what he means by that is anybody who doesn't have to sell isn't going to sell and only the people who really are in a tight financial sale uh, uh, position and need to liquidate their property are going to move onto the market and that's where that smart money who are currently sitting on their hands are going to move in. Uh, what's interesting is he was saying that lease, lease terms are down at the moment so so people aren't taking out as long a leases that's going to impact yields and it's going to have a negative impact on, on, uh, on prices of commercial properties because of that because people People aren't taking out as long a leases, and of course that means that you'd expect it to have a higher yield. Uh, and of course, what was interesting is that industrial uh, commercial property, industrial property is still rocking along. As long as you've got AAA plus investment uh, tenants like a, a Vodafone on a 10-year lease on the corner of Queen Street as well, um, then those yields are still still quite low. They're still quite strong, uh, in other words, which might be about, say, 4% was what he quoted to me, which uh, is about that 1% lower than what we were talking about in Christchurch. Whereas on the other hand, re- retail and kind of standard commercial uh, investments are quite shaky at the moment. Uh, from his perspective, anything that's 5% or, or higher in terms of yield in Auckland is looking pretty good because of low interest rates, uh, but but the yield is dropping because of the quality of tenants. So you might see a 6 to 7% yield for riskier commercial tenants because you're worried about whether the 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 tenants are actually going to be in the position to be able to pay their rent. Now, Andrew, what are some of the other things you're seeing out in the market and things you're looking for? Yeah, just some just some general notes that I made. Uh, Ed. So, so um, one of the comments there about uh, COVID nineteen hasn't reached the bottom yet. I I really think this is true, particularly when it comes to commercial. So residential is more robust in a recession. Uh, we saw this in the GFC because people still need a house to live in. So you you tend to still be able to find a tenant at a price. However, I remember walking around Wellington uh, around the GFC and you know there was so much vacancy there was so many to let signs and that's because if people are closing businesses they no longer need commercial premises they might still need a house to live in but they they no longer need a place to house their business because they've gone and got jobs and so I expect to see a bit of pressure around those leases and people being able to negotiate a little bit more um, we're looking at expanding our Auckland office at the moment and so again we're using kind of COVID as a negotiation tactic um, to try and tr- try and get the price down. It's not going very well at the moment because they're still holding on and because, again, it takes a wee bit of a time to f- to f- for, the, for the flow on effect to occur. But I expect to see more vacancy. And part of that then results in the bank being more challenging when it comes to lending. So we are seeing lending challenges across the board, residential and commercial. So again, if you're applying for money, uh, they are going to want to see strong leases. Um, I noticed that a lot of the syndication groups are, are offering much lower returns than they used to. 
and I guess they can afford to at the moment because interest rates are down and so of course they can borrow money at a lesser rate but also people's expectations of their return on investment are much much lower and just remember that with the commercial space there's been very little government support for uh, for, for landlords compared with the residential side of things so the residential uh, investment market or housing market has a, had a lot of uh, uh, implementation uh, sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for like uh, uh, facilities support. support put in place uh, by by the by the government and through the banks to make sure that people can weather the storm it's not been the same for commercial at this stage and and so I think that you will see a major shift in the next wee while and the last thing just in terms of uh, pointing out the difference between commercial and residential investment of course is that in commercial investment the tenant pays the operating costs so so all of the electricity and, and the rates and everything like that the tenant will pay as opposed to the landlord now that makes it a bit easier when calculating yields and what something is actually worth because in essence the yield you get off the property is your net yield um excluding your 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 financing costs in those situations. So just a very important distinction between the two markets as well. Now we are going to talk about more, talk more about commercial property in future episodes. In fact, Johnny Little, Andrew's landlord or Opus Partners landlord based in Christchurch is coming on the show in about 2 or 3 weeks time. Uh, so we will talk more about this because I know he's got some great things to say. Now, don't forget to uh, check out our email course as well. This is where Andrew and I have put together our top 9 lessons on property investment. It's called the No Money Worries email course. And we've even uh, put together some homework for you so that you can really think into, uh, think quite deeply about your investment strategy in the past, how you've invested and how that might change going forward so that you're able to achieve your goals. That is called the No Money Worries email course. And I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes. So tap or swipe over that cover art or just head along to opuspartners.co.nz slash no money worries. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.